Shall we pray? Our gracious and wonderful God, we thank you that you've drawn us together to uh, share at your word today. We pray, open our hearts that we might believe, open our minds that we might understand, uh, and open our lives that we might apply, apply and put into practice the things you teach us. For we ask it all in the precious name of Jesus, our Lord and our Saviour. Amen. Um, for uh, I know there's a couple of visitors here today. Um, I'm a semi-visitor. Um, it's been a while since I've been here on a Sunday, but uh, uh, the Wednesday uh, crew uh, and I get on quite well. Uh, so my name's Hayden, and if you're visiting, I know that Paul and the rest of the congregation here at... I nearly said St Edmunds, but that's the wrong church. At St Nicholas, uh, extend a great and warm welcome and uh, pray that you continue uh, to uh, hang with us after church for a, a cup of tea, a cup of coffee and a good long yarn. Now, I've got Rob eyeballing me here, so I'm going I'm to have to give him a hard time. Um, now, it's almost Happy New Year. So, almost Happy New Year, everybody. Almost Happy New Year. Thank you. Good, good. Uh, do people make New Year's resolutions? Anybody try to, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do this, I'll do that? Anybody got... Look, I'll get us started. And I don't know whether how you went um, uh, on the fifth day of uh, the second test against Pakistan, but it, it was a terrible day. Um, the only thing that made it good was that uh, we'd already won the test, so we didn't need the fifth day. Uh, but my, my resolution for this year is I'm going to try and use less cricket illustrations in my sermons. I reckon I can knock that for six. Some don't last too long, do they? Uh, um, uh, there you go. Any, anybody else? I know that uh, Jeremy and Miriam have got a, uh, a New Year's resolution that Jeremy and I were talking about just before church. Uh, they're, they're resolving not to buy any more cars this year. <laughs> uh, do, do, have I just let some people down in your family? <laughs> um, uh, John's got a resolution to uh, catch uh, the biggest fish he's ever caught out of a river this year. Um, some hope, John. Yeah, some hope. Yeah. Look, we make all sorts of resolutions, don't we? The, um, uh, uh, some of them are good ones and others are less helpful. It can be a small personal challenge. Can I do it? Will I get there? Uh, or it can be a greater challenge for us. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Christmas because I'm sure it's still fresh in your minds. Um, and in the Christmas story, we're confronted with the continuing movement of God to hold to his resolution, his resolution to save all people and to redeem the world. God's resolution put the fullness of God in human life. Jesus humbly submitted himself to the rule of his father in all things, and he walked the earth. Uh, from Jesus' earliest days, literally on the eighth day, uh, Luke chapter 2, verse 21, Jesus, the son, obeys 
the resolution of the Father. He obeys the law that had been established by his father. The sign of the covenant with Abraham, the sign being circumcision, eight days old. And there's the naming of the baby that takes place just as the law required. The sign in the flesh to trust the promises of God are made. The action of circumcision of boys is described in some detail in Leviticus chapter 12. Um, now, are there any doctors here today? Any super clever medical people? Good, I'm in safe ground. <laughs> I don't know anything about medicine. I'm married to a nurse, but I still don't know anything about medicine. But what I understand is that uh, uh, the eighth day of life is when vitamin K is at its highest uh, part in the, the human body. And vitamin K helps with clotting. So uh, when the cut is made, it is at the perfect time. The circumcision's done at the perfect time. Isn't God clever to know how the human body works? He knows a lot more than that too. Look, there, there are some other uh, resolutions that are made in the Christmas story. Joseph. Joseph, you remember Joseph. He submitted his, himself and his family to God and to the traditions of family. Uh, and, and in that tradition, uh, it required the father of a child to give the child a name. And so it was Joseph's job to give Mary's son a name. Now, his normal choices would have been like many of us, and uh, I've got to tell you that Kylie and I are about to get our ninth grandchild on the 29th of February, and I have made many suggestions to my son and his wife about what the name of the child should be. And I started off with Hayden, then we found out it's a girl. So uh, I said, what, what about Haydana? Uh, and uh, anyway, they've both been chopped. Joseph would have faced uh, a, a similar thing because it would have been expected that the child would have been called Joseph Jr or Little Joseph or Bar Joseph. But, uh, but the name that was given was not his choice. The name that was given was directed to him by the angel of the Lord. Jesus is the name that you shall give the child, not the one that you would choose but the one that God has chosen. Joseph's resolution to follow the will of God meant that he announced the boy's name is Jesus. And the announcement of the name gave the announcement of the purpose of Jesus. The Lord saves. Now Paul, the apostle, celebrates God's saving grace in, in Galatians and he writes there, but when the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who are under the law, that we might receive adoption as children, heirs of the kingdom. God has entered real-time history, our time, and he sent his son to bring life and to bring salvation. It's worth singing about, isn't it? It is worthy of praise. We've been singing about it already this morning. And it's so much more 
than just a New Year's resolution. It is a new life resolution from God. He has saved us. Now, it's not a new thing to praise God for all that he has done. The Bible's loaded with so many examples, and not least uh, Psalm 8 that was read for us this morning. Uh, when I look at Psalm 8, and I put it together with those words from Galatians chapter 4, I hear the words of a much more recent hymn. Uh, Psalm 8 says this, O Lord, my Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place. What makes me think of a more modern hymn that perhaps uh, younger people mightn't have heard, but uh, I think it's still pretty modern. O Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the works thy hand hath made. I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder, your power throughout the universe displayed. It's a hymn of praise that gives glory to God for all things, from creation through to redemption, on to reunion and glory in heaven. God's plan from beginning to end is just that. That the creatures of his making, the fallen people of the earth, would one day cast themselves before his throne, acknowledging our failure and at the same time taking hold of God's victory. That we would be able to stop saying, I can do this, and instead ask, Lord, I need you, please help me. Well, Mary and Joseph were in a sense a bit like us. They too needed saving, the saving help that comes only from God. They didn't help God. They didn't help him by accepting the mission which they were offered. Mary bearing the Christ child, Joseph submitting to God in both remaining faithful to Mary and giving the name Jesus to the baby who grew up as his boy. No, they accepted God's gracious offer to them to serve his better purposes his purpose to save all people. God didn't need their help. He offered them a place in his revelation of love that is in Christ Jesus. God doesn't need your help. I'm sorry if I've disappointed anybody. He doesn't need your help. Instead, he offers you a place in proclaiming the living gospel. You can do it. Psalm 8 verses 4 and 5 adds uh, uh, this perspective on how helpful to God we are. What is mankind that you are mindful of them? Humans that you care about them? You have made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with glory and honour. What are humans that God cares about them? Well, David says uh, in this marvellous psalm, he has made us a little less than divine, a little lower than the heavenly beings. What is more, David goes on to remind us of the authority and power that God has invested in us. 
the psalm says, verses 6 and following. You have made them rulers over the works of your hands. You have put everything under their feet, all flocks and herds, all the animals of the wild, the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, all that swim the paths of the seas. I'll just draw us back for a moment to that eight-day-old baby presented for naming and circumcision, born under the law. The God who casts stars into the sky. He fulfills the requirements of the law that cannot save so that we can be saved by his perfect offering of himself, first in the manger, then on the cross of Calvary. What is humankind that God is mindful of us? What are we? We are loved. He loves us. And when I think that God, his son not sparing, sent him to die, I scarce can take it in. That on the cross, my burden gladly bearing, he bled and died to take away my sin. Well, friends, uh, as we peek into the new year, into 2024, we'd also look back, look back, all the promises of God, all his actions to bring his resolution to save us, all his trust in placing the creation in our hands. He has sent his son to be our salvation, to do what we cannot do. How great is our God? The new blessings are overflowing and unmerited, but in Christ, we are heirs of that blessing. Surely, surely we can pray and bring to action, Lord, thy will be done in me. My, my, uh, my mum had a favourite blessing, good Old Testament blessing from the book of Numbers, chapter 6. Uh, it says this, uh, Then the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron and his sons this, This is how you are to bless the Israelites. Say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. The Lord be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Christ is born for us. We are beneficiaries of that blessing Aaron gave to the Israelites from God. How might we respond? Well, then sings my soul, my saviour, God, to thee. How great thou art. How great thou art. Jesus the Son from heaven said to his Father, Thy will be done. Jesus, the eight-day-old baby, said to his Father, Thy will be done. Jesus, obedient to his earthly family, said to his Father, Thy will be done. Jesus, in the garden, before he was arrested, when he stood before the human judges, when he hung on the cross, 
Father, thy will be done. Well, we have a new year. For many of us, it can be a fresh start, a new start. For some, a resolution to give up chocolate. Don't do it. Instead, resolve with me if you can to be a little bit like Mary and Joseph, a little bit like our Saviour, and pray, let God's will be done in your life. Pray that we be careful with the things that he has placed in our care and our stewardship and be joyful at the blessings that are poured out upon us and then together in unison uh, let our souls sing my saviour God how great thou art let your will be done in me and to God be glory forever and ever. Amen.